0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Often in marriage, spouses might see things very differently. It can create tension. Pastor Greg Laurie says be careful about calling it irreconcilable differences.
1: Don't tell me about irreconcilable differences. I've had irreconcilable differences with my wife for 44 years. They're irreconcilable. She's neat and I'm messy. She likes British TV dramas and I like shoot ups She's cute and I'm fat. It's irreconcilable.
2: This is the
0: two imperfect people, and often that can be the perfect recipe for conflict. So how can a couple learn to agree to disagree and live in harmony when each spouse is singing a different tune? Marriages can be filled with plenty of challenging questions, but the answers are actually easy to find. Today in A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings a new presentation called Marriage 101, a practical study on biblical marriage.
1: I heard about a husband and wife who were celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. So the husband took the wife by the hand and made a dramatic announcement in front of friends and family. He said, dear wife, I love you so much and in honor of 25 years with you, 25 years of really wedded bliss, I'm gonna take you to China. She was so excited. She said, I've never been to China before. Thank you. So if this is what you're gonna do for our 25th anniversary, what will you do for our 50th? He says, that's when I'll pick you up. <laughs> that's, that's not good, that's not okay. good. <laughs> Maybe that's why someone said marriage is like a three ring circus, engagement ring, wedding ring, suffering. <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. And it doesn't have to happen. Uh, J. Paul Getty, he was one of the wealthiest men that ever lived also one of the most miserable men that ever lived, he made this statement, and I quote, I would give my entire fortune for one happy marriage. One happy marriage. Is that even possible in our culture today? The divorce rate is around 50%, uh, more or less. But that rises when you get to the second marriage, or it goes to 60%. Then you go to a third marriage, it goes up to 73%. So you wonder, is it even possible, I'll tell you what, I've told you this before, but my mother was married and divorced seven times. So I I kinda know a little bit about divorce. I've not been divorced, but I've seen it up close and personal, I know about the devastation of divorce, and I wanna do everything I can to encourage you, when that day comes, if you're single and you get married, to honor that commitment for a lifetime to keep your eyes wide open before marriage and then half shut afterwards, okay? To know what you're getting yourself into. I think sometimes we think marriage should be like a fairy tale and they lived happily ever after. Well, it doesn't always work out that way, but I do believe you can live happily even after. Not ever after, even after, if you do it God's way. Now let's just sort of establish a fact here that I think we would all agree on. Culture and by culture I mean media, Hollywood, television, etc., doesn't know anything about how to have a good marriage. So we don't need to listen to them. In fact, if anything, in many ways, it seems like culture is almost opposed to a happy marriage. I mean, look at all the celebrities. You know, they marry each other, and their marriages are over over so quickly. Some years ago, Kid Rock married. Pamela Anderson, their marriage lasted four months. Renee Zellweger married country star Kenny Chesney. Four months the marriage lasted. Eddie Murphy and Tracy Edmonds, two weeks was the length of their marriage. Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman, that was six days. Uh, Sinead O'Connor entered her fourth marriage after 16 days. Uh, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dwan Tatum recently divorced after nine years of marriage. And in their divorce announcement, they made this statement, they lovingly have chosen to separate. Lovingly chosen to separate. When Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Martin of Coldplay uh, divorced, they described it as a conscious uncoupling. A conscious uncoupling. So, okay, now we're learning. They're telling us what they're doing. A conscious uncoupling and lovingly choosing to separate. How about consciously choosing to lovingly stay together instead? That's possible. It's possible. But some wonder. I just read an article the other day about a well-known actress who got a divorce. And she said, I don't want to sound cynical about marriage or be bitter. But uh, I don't know if people are meant to be together forever. Forever. The article went on to say she isn't alone in wondering that. There's no doubt, particularly as lifespans have increased, that there's less certainty about finding and keeping lifelong love with just one person. A survey conducted among millennials found 43% would support what they call a beta marriage model, which means you test the relationship for two years before you decide whether or not you're gonna commit to it or dissolve it. And then 36% of the millennials back the real estate marriage model, real estate marriage model in which couples would commit to a set period of time ranging from five to 30 years and at the end they have to renegotiate if they want to remain married. Okay, I'm going to save you a lot of trouble. All right, and here's what it is. The real estate model and the beta model are not going to work and here's why. Studies show that those that live together have a far higher divorce rate than those who don't live together. In fact, couples who live together are are losing out in 85% of their marriages. So if you wanna set your marriage up for failure, live together. Try the beta model. Try the real estate model. Or better yet, try God's model. Which is it's a lifelong commitment. I wish we could strike the word divorce from our vocabularies. If you're going to go into it thinking you're going to get out of it here or there, don't go into it. Stay single instead. We need to make a commitment for a lifetime. And if you want to know how to have a successful marriage, God has given you a user's manual. It's called the Bible. And it works. It works. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. So check the user's manual. It tells you how to have a successful and a blessed marriage. Yes, well, you don't know, Greg. What we're going through in our marriage, we have irreconcilable differences. What are you talking about irreconcilable differences? I've had irreconcilable differences with my wife for 44 years. <laughs> They're irreconcilable. She's neat and I'm messy. She's sometimes late, I'm often early. She likes British TV dramas, and I like shoot 'em ups She's cute, and I'm fat. It's irreconcilable. <laughs> Don't tell me about irreconcilable differences. Question, what attracted you to your spouse in the first place? Probably the fact that they were different than you. <laughs> You've heard the expression, opposites attract. There's truth to that. You didn't want someone just like you, so you probably picked someone that in some ways was your opposite. And now that difference that attracted you has somehow, at least in your mind, turned into some wide chasm that you describe as irreconcilable or an obstacle that is insurmountable. No, listen, you make a commitment for life and we all recognize we need to constantly grow in our marriages. When someone comes to me and my wife says, "You know, that it's all his fault," and and then he says, "No, it's all her fault." Our, you know, I can see what the problem is. They're not taking any responsibility. They're saying hey, it's all them. It's not me. Both people have to work at having a good marriage. It doesn't happen by accident. And you can have a happy and a blessed
0: marriage. This is a new beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor Greg is joined by his wife, Kathy, now, and Associate Pastors, addressing questions about marriage. The discussion begins with Pastor Jason Powell.
2: All righty. So, hey, we just want to say thank you for all of the questions that you've been texting in. We've got some amazing ones, and we're going to take a few moments now just to hear from the panel, uh, really just practical cookies on the bottom shelf. How do we deal with marriage and some problems in marriage? And so right out of the gate, you know, Pastor Greg, someone asked this question to you and Kathy. Uh, what are some challenges that you and Kathy faced early on in your marriage and how did you get through them?
1: Go ahead, Kathy.
2: <laughs> do you really want Parents to hear this? <laughs> Mary
1: and Greg, And that sums it up right there.
3: Well, we had some good fights, that's for sure. We not quarreled. Fights, no, just we quarreled. We quarreled before we got married. We quarreled after we got married. To be totally honest with you, marriage does not fix who you are. It shows you who you are, and then you have a choice to surrender to the Lord and repent of your sin. But I, I'm telling you that marriage will show you faster your flaws than almost anything else. You're bringing a person, another sinful, flawed person into close proximity. You're living with them under the same roof and you see in one another those things, often in the other person, unfortunately, and they see them in you. And you know, when Greg and I first got married, you know, Greg was a pastor I was married to a pastor, I loved the Lord, I was in the church, but that doesn't mean that marriage is easy. And we had our quarrels, but I will say this, that um, early on in our courtship, we determined to put God at the center, and uh, that we decided that we would follow His book, and that it wasn't about us, that marriage wasn't about personal self-fulfillment as much as it was we were entering into a promise, into a covenant with God, and His word was going to be upheld. Both of us agreed to that. And through the quarrels and through the petties, fights and things like that that we had over the years, the Lord brought us back to each other time and time again. Sometimes He'd be the first one to, you know, just come and reach out, and sometimes I would be the first one. But both of us had made that clear before we got married, and I think that's really important, But you walk into it with your eyes wide open, that you do know marriage is hard, is not easy. But a lot of things are hard, and we do them anyway, right? You want to be a great football player or a great ballerina. Tell me you don't suffer to get there. Marriage is like that. If you want a great marriage, you're going to have to work hard at it. God will give you the grace and strength as you seek him. And uh, you recognize that you are married to a sinner. He is married to a sinner. And uh, somehow in the middle of all that, the Holy Spirit has his place and can transform lives.
1: Yeah, I would add to that that um, I think that instead of selfishness, it needs to be selflessness. And if you pick a guy or a girl and say, I'm going to marry them and they're my project and I'm going to fix them, don't marry them. Because here's reality. They may end up worse than they are now. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to change them. No, you probably aren't. They're going to just be a more exaggerated version of the person you see now later in life. So if you're not down with that, if you can't live with that, maybe you shouldn't go into that marriage. But uh, I think a key is, you know, you learn, need to learn how to fight fair. When I say fight fair, I mean, you, you're going to have disagreements. If I have a couple coming to see me who are, you know, wanting to get married, I'll ask them, have you had the disagreement yet? And they'll say, no, we love each other so much we never disagree. <laughs> I'll say, get out of here and go have a fight, you know. Because you have to learn how to have conflict resolution and to fight fair. So here's just a couple of rules. Never let it get physical, you know, you never strike each other. Don't throw things. Even Don't even let it turn into a screaming match. Try to hear what the other person is saying. Listen to them. And then the key operative principle from Scripture is don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, don't go to bed angry at each other. Get it resolved. And honestly, someone's got to take point. And I really, I think husbands should be the ones to do it because we're to love our wife as Christ loves the church. So there's a conflict And maybe in your mind, she's wrong and you're right. Still, seek to resolve the conflict. And sometimes what you'll find out is, actually, she wasn't wrong, you were wrong. Or you both were wrong. Or whatever. Who cares? Get it resolved, and don't let the sun go down on your anger.
2: Okay, so we got some questions, and it's directed towards some of the young couples. How do you guys deal with fights or disagreements? Greg just touched on this uh, question, but now for you that's been married a little less time you're not as comfortable or don't know each other as well how do you deal with fights we actually have a rule where we don't use the d word we never call each other dorks so (laughs) you're a dork no i'm just kidding it's divorce we never use the word divorce and since we know that we're never going to get a divorce we might as well get this resolved there's no reason to go on angry if we you know if if we're going to be together forever so let's get this resolved right now and get it over with and done Wedlock should
1: be a padlock. Just, I love that, Elijah, strike the word divorce. I mean, whatever the conflict is, it's, yeah, we have this conflict, but we're going to get through this, Mm -hmm. and just don't have that as an option.
3: And if if I could just add to that really quickly, too, another thing that has really helped us is not so much as focusing on each other, but focusing on the problem at hand, and that's something that helps us to fight fair, like Pastor Greg said, so kind of pulling off of what the problem is with each other and saying, okay, what's really the problem here, and then you're actually kind of tackling that thing together instead of fighting each other, so.
2: Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got two different types of marriages. There's a person that wrote in has an amazing marriage, uh, but they want to make it better, and they want to know how do you introduce devotions or reading the Bible together? What do you, each of the couples, do uh, to help your marriage become more godly? Mm. Well, we
1: could start. You know, basically, uh, we start every day with God's Word. You know, I basically, I'll read my devotional. Kathy will read hers. And we'll talk about what we're reading. We'll have an ongoing discussion. I think it's a really good way to start the day. But I don't think you should limit it to just the beginning of the day. I think it's an ongoing conversation you should have throughout the day. We're always talking about God's Word, how it applies to this situation, that situation. And of course, you know, we both teach. She teaches, and by the way, girls, if you don't come to the virtue studies that uh, Kathy leads the virtue ministry, which is our ministry for women here at the church, you should come, it's amazing and uh, but so she's always studying i'm usually studying you know of course as well so we have a lot of discussions i'll run messages by her and thoughts and that so it's kind of an ongoing conversation you know moses talked about when you're raising your children teach them the word of god when you lie down when you rise up when you walk in the way so i think sometimes we we overthink devotions devotions uh devotions we have to do how, how long should devotions be just relax okay just read the bible and talk about the bible and let it be a part of the the woof and warp of your life. And even better yet, weave it through all of your life, not only in the morning, but you know, throughout the day and the evening.
3: I think to grow in a marriage, you need to, like anything else, you need to continually work on it 44 years we still work on it um, it's he's not the same guy <laughs> I'm pretty that's much that's why done. i'm working no, I'm so serious, hard i I'm done i'm done <laughs> i'm doing I'm the pretty work for both, both of us my all. No. <laughs> we okay here's an interesting thing you you think you know the person you're marrying wait 5 years no. you're going to be they're going you're we're different people gosh 1970 you know when did we get married <laughs> 73 we got married in 73 um, And it's been, it's been like, I've been married to five different men and they've all been Greg. Mm -hmm. And so you have to work on that you and, and I think to it, I'll keep that brief, you know, that part of it, but then just always be learning, growing, improving. You have a garden, you have a yard, many of us have gardens and yards. What does it take to maintain a yard? Do you do, do you plant flowers one day and expect 44 years later that those flowers are gonna be thriving? No, you have to pull weeds, you have to build fences, you have to repair. We lived in our house now 20 years and you know it's like 20 years, oh my gosh, everything breaks. You have to work on it. Constant attention and a little bit every day. Don't ever take your hand off the wheel. Don't ever put it in cruise control because the law of entropy, I think someone mentioned it in one of the messages, everything is going to slide downward. And so you have to be working on it. So a strong marriage needs constant attention.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie speaking with his wife Kathy and associate pastors Pastor Jason Powell, Sarah, and Pastor Elijah Braggs, answering some common questions about marriage today. Now next time on a New Beginning, some more practical counsel from Pastor Greg's message called Marriage 101, including some time-tested insight on avoiding infidelity. Hope you can join us next time on a New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Marriage 101. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app, where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1800 00 50 11 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor.